What's up, players? Welcome to Completely Consensual right here on Chip Tooth Gaming. I'm your host, Mike Doherty, and alongside me today is Sean So Nasty. What's up, players? He's so I'm back, nasty. Back on this side by myself. Sean know? Flowers. I'm sorry. All this space. All this space. To open my arms. You we see have, that? We have no compa Andres today. Why not? Uh, he's getting his comedia checked out, so uh, he's... <laughs> I wonder. I really wonder if he's mad about that. I, I mean, no, he has no choice. Andres <laughs> doesn't actually have chlamydia. I just tweeted it out. Fuck with him on, uh, on asking know. for questions today. But uh, no, Andres is in uh, Nashville or some shit. I don't. Uh, he's know. in Tennessee. He's aloof. He's the most aloof motherfucker uh, I've yeah. ever I've ever met. Big and fluffy. He walks around saying his bad news bears all the time. <laughs> like a dick. Yeah, you know, that's the guy. <laughs> that's the exact same you, guy I'm talking about. <laughs> never tells you nothing. Never tells you nothing, but always has He'll a story. Be like, hey, bro, I'm going to Tennessee. Oh, why are you going to Tennessee? It's like two I days can't away. Tell you. I can't, uh, tell, I can't, you, I can't tell you, bro. Can't tell you. Oh, it's like bad little news, details. Bad news bears. Bad news bears. I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Sean Flowers? Uh, I'm all right. I'm all right. Got through the week, you know. Another one down. A couple more to go, hopefully. A couple? Okay. Uh, I like it. Outlook. Appreciate every day you got. Hey, you know, one day at a time. That's how I take it. One day at a time. What you been playing? Um, Apex still. And Mortal Kombat a little bit. I kind of fell off of Mortal Kombat because I recently started playing Apex. And like, Apex is fun. Like playing with randoms. Like it was weird to say. You ever played Apex with a random and had fun? No. It's hard to do, but look. <laughs> I just you just have to talk shit the whole time because they can always hear you. They can always hear you. I'm convinced because I talk hella shit like, bro, come over here. I can pick you up. Come over here. And there's been around the circles and they get shot. I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? I could pick you up. And then, you know what I mean? It just makes for a good conversation you really by think yourself. That, that they can hear you? Maybe I'm just in the minority because when I play Apex alone, volume down all the fucking way. Headphones in. You don't want to be talking to the microphone? No, why the fuck of course they that? can't hear you. Then why would they be able to hear you if you're not talking? No, I'm saying I don't think they would be able to. I don't like why hear you when I, I'm talking. Yeah, yeah. Because what if there's people like me you're playing with? First of all, I don't. You, it's hard to play Apex without volume. I don't know how you do that. It's first not that of all, hard. it is hard because you got to hear them footsteps, bro. They creep up on you and then bam, you I dig mean, down, you're done. I, I need to hear them footsteps. But so they can always hear me. I know they hear me, and I do a lot of pinging. So like. The pinion, that's the homie. The pinion? Yeah, the pinion. Yeah, I'll be like, looting over there. I'll be like, making my move to attack over there. And they'd be like, no. But i do it anyway. <laughs> you know why? Because I'm that random. I'm uh, that one. Yeah, randoms on Apex are just, it's just not fun. It's not a fun, like a great experience. It's really one of those things where you got to you gotta at least have one person. If you at least have one person, you Gucci. At least one person, so there's at least some communication and somebody hopefully good. Well, at that point, it's just like, <laughs> you like, what you looking at? You looking at the big red? I was looking at the big red, you know? I couldn't believe how red it was. This episode is brought to you by Big Red. Big Red. Another way to drink your cream soda. Let me stop. Without any of the faulty attachments. <laughs> <laughs> or gimmicks. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, Apex. Yeah, I, I, I'm still on Apex too, definitely. Um. Uh, almost every night, honestly. Like, even if it's for a couple hours, just with my boys. Uh, shout out Connor, Zach. What's up? Whitest names, whitest names you know. Connor and Zach. All right. Um, and then uh, Rainbow Six, man. Rainbow Six is still I, on I'm it? I'm so sold on Rainbow Six again. 
I forgot how good that game was until I bought it again. Because I had so it on the Xbox. I unlocked all the operators, right? Yeah. And then I got rid of my Xbox because who the fuck plays that shit? Facts. Because it's just nothing to play. Everything I could play on that, I could play on either my Nintendo Switch or my PlayStation. Also a true statement. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. So at this point, I was like, because the one game I was like, oh, Cuphead, right? And now I got Cuphead on the Switch. So I didn't really need it. So <laughs> I got rid of that. Um, and I didn't, like I said, didn't really play it. Connor got a PS4. Convinced them to buy Rambo, and now like we just switch between the two. Like after we had a couple bad matches in Apex, we go, "Fuck it, let's go to Rambo." Fuck and that's game. just how it is, you know. You and find we your go two to Rambo, niche. and we have a couple uh, bad rounds over there. And we go, "Fuck it, let's go back to Apex." That's all in Mortal Kombat. I'd be like, "Ah, oh, I got my ass beat, or I'm tired of grinding." Hop on Apex, have a fucking great time because it's always like bullshit. It's funny. I get mad, and then like I look back on it, and I'm like, "Damn, that was funny." <laughs> that's how I play Apex now. Are, are you like a vocal? Like, are you vocal when you play video games? Yeah, I feel like you're vocal. Yeah, I'm a very like, like I, I talk shit down the hall, and you'd be like, "Fuck, god damn it!" I, I talk shit all the time. <laughs> like I'm just a shit talker. Like even if no one's talking, I, I just do the talking. Interesting. So you play with a mic on? Yeah. In Apex? Why not? I, I, I have to. I do a lot of pinging though. When I'm not talking, when I'm focusing. I'm pinging. You know what I mean? I'm not talking. <laughs> not I'm, I'm pinging. I'm, I'm pinging. boom, boom. You know what I'm saying? Havoc over here. Right, over I'm there. over there. I'm pinging. The huge. But when we just here, I'm over there. When we hunting, I'm talking all the shit though. You know what I'm saying? I'm singing sometimes. Like I'm all in it. Yeah, fuck. I, but what I do really appreciate about Rainbow is so strategic. You got to get on it because I think eventually we'll be doing uh, one day. I think it would be cool to do like a Chipsy Gaming uh, game night, and I think one of the games would be Rainbow, just because it's like you you're on a squad and I'm on a squad, and then we have like four other people. On each of our squads that are fans. I'm just talking. And then we're just fucking going at it on each other. You're going to be mad at me because you're already good at that game. I'm going to be like, well, how do I do this? No, I wouldn't. I'd be against you. You're going to be like, so just do it, you. bro. We'd have our own teams. Are we going to be against each other? Yeah. That? There's five there's Why five would squads. I play against you? There's five squads. All right. It'd be your own people that try to play against you. Because we, no, no, because we'd be doing game night. So, like, you, they get you, and then I, they get me, the other squad, like, blue gets me, and then orange gets you, or whatever it is, and then we we play. And you're whatever. You're commander. All right. Whatever. whatever. You should get I it. I thought we were in the same team. It's a great time. And then Days Gone. Been dabbling in and out Days Gone. It's just one of those games where it's like, I was having fun with it, I fell out of it, and then now all I want to do is play Rainbow and Apex. So, you, are you playing it less and less the more you play the story? Or? Yeah, but the, it's, it has nothing to do with the game. It's like... I go, I like, I'll tell my boy Connor, I'm like, Connor, I cannot play tonight. I need to beat Days Gone. Like, I need to finish it or at least <laughs> get a little farther in it. And he goes, oh, no, fuck that game. <laughs> come, come play Apex. <laughs> and then every time, that son of a bitch gets me. I, I always go over just because it's a fun time. I like talking to my boy. It's my it's childhood best friend. Time. I've known him since kindergarten, and I don't get to see him much. So if Days Gone was multiplayer, would you would you be okay with it? Would you feel like a lot more comfortable to hop on it if Connor could hop yeah, on it? Yeah, if Connor you? had it, but that's the thing. I, I It's not the multiplayer I don't give a fuck about. Like, I love the world and everything. It's just like, I don't know. There's just something, and typically I'm not an online guy. So it's like one of those things where it's really weird where now I'm playing every night online with my boys. But it's like, like specific games. Like Evolved. the Division. If Connor got the Division, I'd still w- it would still be in the cell fan like it is right now. It's called Evolution. You evolved as a gamer. Yeah, Congratulations. No, but it's like, it's one of those things where Welcome. it bugs me though. Like Welcome I don't know if you community. ever had that where it bugs you where it's like, why can't I get into this game? Or why why do I keep going back to these other games? Let me know in the comments down below if that's you. Because 
I, uh, there's times where I'm seriously like, fuck, I need to get into this game. I paid money for this game. I, I need to get farther at least halfway into this game. I feel like game, that all the time. Right? And I had fun with But the you game. ever try to think, like, why is that? Like, why do you go back? Like, why do I still go, go back to Overwatch even though I have, like, Mortal Kombat? Well, yeah, or I have, you like, play with your boys, right? Kingdom Hearts. Not all the time. Sometimes I play those games by mm. myself. And it's just like, I need to play some Overwatch, you know? See, I'm in the mood. The only time I'll play like by myself on Rainbow or like uh, Apex is when I'm either waiting for Connor to get on, means we've like set it up like prior, or it's just it's literally me just being like I have thirty minutes. I I, I can't really do like a whole lot in like days gone in thirty mm-hmm. minutes. So uh, yeah, I'll fucking knock out like a round or two in, in like Rainbow or Apex or whatever. That happens to me too, and then I come back like after I've done what I had to do, and then I come back with like oh I did kind of have fun playing Apex or Overwatch, it, it, and then you just. Go back into it, it yourself. That's it, how I feel. It's such a cycle. I have so much I need to fucking do and play, and like I get sucked in. You it's need a discipline. Real problem. I know. I I do need discipline. I need bad. it too. It's okay. Bad. It's something one. I'm really trying to work on. It's bad though. I feel it. But yeah, so that's where I'm at. I'm right, trying to get some gaming news. Oh, we getting into some news. Some news. 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 I wanted to say it. All right. News. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Speaking. Of eventful E3. Wait, no, not even E3. I don't know why I'm getting into that. Nintendo Switch surpasses uh, Days Gone. Wait, no. what the fuck am I saying? I need to look at you the can read the paper. Articles. Yeah, right. there you go. Know you I do. Just I look down, do baby. I haven't, done, I haven't been in the hosting chair in a little while. Nintendo Switch surpasses PS4 lifetime sales in Japan. The Nintendo Switch has surpassed lifetime sales of Sony's PlayStation 4 in Japan. New numbers from Famitsu via GI.biz show that the Switch has sold 8.13 million consoles in Japan, which is slightly ahead of the 8. 0.07 million PS4s in Japan. It's particularly impressive achievement for the Switch in Japan as it's only been on sale for two years compared to the PS4, which has been on sale in Japan for five years already. GameSpot, there's a, a error in your article. On a global basis, uh, however, Sony's PS4 is miles ahead of the Switch. Sony has sold 96.8 million PS4s worldwide while which which compares to the 34.74 million switch systems sold globally this uh, still the latter figures switch has already outsold previous nintendo hardware such as gamecube and n64 so nintendo switch creeping up on big goat money sweeping up all the ps4 sales and outselling them. You think they're going to outsell the PS4 in that five-year span? Ah, no. no I, I think it's like going to be very hard to pass the PS4. I think the Switch, out of the consoles that are here, could so do what it. What do you think the Switch is selling as good as it is? What do you mean? Like, you don't think it's going to surpass the PS4? It's already doing it. Okay, but here's the thing. that Nintendo Switch really doesn't appeal to as many people as the PS4. That's is. true. That's true. So, but like, yes, it's selling great, and I'm not I'm not knocking it. I, I do think it's going to sell very well. I think it's going to be top six hardware maybe especially with the way that it's selling right now but i do think there's going to be a plateau because it is not for everybody and the nice thing is the nintendo switch is a lot of people's set if they get a secondary system is a people's secondary system whereas ps4 is kind of like the first purchase right and a lot of people and it does help that you can play like fortnite things on it but again right. sony's got those exclusives that have a little bit more meat to them I, I mean, I think it's not only the games that's really bringing the sales to the Switch, though. I think the fact that they're bringing more streaming content, you know, Hulu's on there. Here they could probably get some fuck? more of the streaming on oh, there. You and son of a bitch. How'd I know you are going to bring a fucking know. Hulu? You didn't know. <laughs> I did know. Hulu now going to be Disney Plus when that fucking no, drops. Then you can just give all, your fucking child. it doesn't child. have those things. 
right now. Yeah, it does have Hulu. First Other of all, than Hulu. It has Hulu. It has YouTube. It has YouTube now? It has YouTube. Okay. They're, I'm pretty sure they're going to add in more, you know, streaming services as the years go on. Hey, don't look at the camera. I'm looking at you. Watch it on a fucking TV. Like a fucking regular person. Why would I watch it on a TV when I can just watch it on my Switch? Do you not have a TV in your room? It doesn't matter. That's not the point. If I can I can watch TV. You're watching all right? these but big, if I have a kid or if I have a nephew. Productions. Big beautiful productions, right? That Netflix puts on, right? And they, they care so much about color grading and HDR and 4K and all this shit, right? And you're watching it on a little tiny ass 720p. First of all, my, my TV's not even HDR and all that shit anyway. So I'm too broke to buy the TV. And I'm so trying to get let you, me just. I'm trying to get you. I'm trying to get you up there too on that. Look, and I'm gonna and get you just there. Don't listen to me. I appreciate you it. You wanted you know, to buy an Insignia no, soundbar a couple months ago. Come on, man. Now you trying to expose me? <laughs> I'm trying to talk about the Nintendo Switch and how it's gonna be booming in the next three years. Uh, it's still booming. It's not like it's not booming. I, I, I think, like I said, it's going to sell a lot, and I definitely see it making its way into the top six consoles. Um, but I definitely feel like the PS4 has a little more legs just in terms of appeals to more I think people it's with the streaming money. services is missing yes, it, 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 Nintendo Switch appeals more to kids, and that's going to be the more family-friendly console, blah, 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 blah. So, again, that's where a lot of it is. And then people like me who need a secondary system but um, or, like, or just huge Nintendo fans, and that's, like, the only system, right? But I think primarily PlayStation you get a lot more utility out of, and there's a lot more... Games, right like I said, that have a lot more substance. I, I don't That's think, true. I don't think, no matter what N- Nintendo does, I don't think they're going to have a lot of games that have a lot of substance on their on, on their consoles, essentially. Like like I said, it's all well and good. Mario and, like I said, Breath of the Wild is a fucking phenomenal game. I got sucked in that game for so long. But it's one of those things where it's... Last of Us has a lot more... Like, Last of Us is an, like, a, an emotional experience where, like, Breath of the Wild is, like, a beautiful experience... And it's definitely experience, but it's not it's not as meaty as something like The Last of Us. Uh, and I think that's what moves consoles. True. And again, not that it, they're not moving consoles. They are. But I just don't think I, – I, I, because at this point, I, th- I see a PS4, depending on when they re- uh, announce the PS5, num- maybe number one, number two in all-time sales. PS4? Yeah. At this rate. It's just depending on when they announce the PS5 and how much of an impact it is. Because if it's one of those things where, hey, it's backwards compatible, I definitely see a lot of people like the PS4 still being able to have a little bit longer of a lifespan because people don't feel as rushed and then they know that they can carry their games over. That's just my opinion. That's what that, that's what I think. I definitely think it, it's going to be number one or two by the end of its life cycle. And especially if they do shit like, come on, if they drop that shit to two, not one ninety nine. I mean, PS4 is gonna be flying out the door at that time. Like, exactly. I think I think they're gonna pass it. But that's what the Switch PS2 is still evolving. Uh, yeah, there's, there's they're making newer consoles. They're making newer versions of the Switch. Hopefully, OLED we get one with the OLED screen. Oh God, beautiful! Imagine an OLED screen. Yeah, you're not gonna get the performance you get on the PS4, but you're still gonna play the game. Look, you I'll- can still, especially with them bringing games from consoles to the Switch. There's a lot of like, you know, you can play like Mortal Kombat on the Switch, for example, or like you said, Cuphead. That like you dropped your Xbox because Cuphead was your favorite game, and now you can play it on the Switch. Why have an Xbox? You do that with a couple more games. I don't. I can really see them really blowing that number up. Yeah, but that's for more Xbox, right? And essentially, what games can you make it work on the hardware? What games can't you? It's it's interesting. And, and like, like I said, it's still evolving. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I know. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not hating on the Switch. And Sounds like, like I, you I, are. I really do love my Switch, especially with the Switch fix. It's fucking perfect. Um, 
but it just still doesn't have that bite that PS4 has, I think. Which is the games. The the games, the just the substance, the experience, and then the the the, the beauty of it, the the performance of it, everything. Uh, I think the PS5 is going like to be hard online, to compete think with. Think about it. Like, yeah, Fortnite's on the Switch. Yeah. But is it really that enjoyable for like f- people who are big online people? And what's the biggest thing that we have right now in, in this industry right now? It's esports. Yeah. People are into competitive online games, and like Nintendo Switch just does not deliver the experience that Xbox and PlayStation do. Nintendo doesn't have the games that PlayStation and Xbox do yet. They don't have the infrastructure that they do. Yeah. Nintendo Switch, as much as I love it, the, it, but there's it still lacks a lot of infrastructure. But they're evolving. You see, they're making their deal with the Xbox. Hopefully, we get Xbox Live, something sure, similar to that. But I don't, to the Switch. I don't think we're gonna see the effects of an all-out evolution until the next system. The next Switch system? Yeah. Or the Nintendo? The, the next yeah, Nintendo system after the Switch. I think they're going to keep the Nintendo Switch going for a minute. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they'll do what they did with the 3DS and fucking name it five different things. <laughs> because that makes sense. Great marketing, Nintendo. I just want to get your feelings on this because it, it is something that I, I like numbers. I'm a numbers guy. Um, I do think it's very interesting, especially in Japan. Um, the sales just because Sony is traditionally excellent in Japan and... They have the JRPGs. They have all the the really good Japanese exclusive games. Um, but yeah, the Switch. There's a lot just, of JRPGs uh, for the Switch too. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. So I mean, it, it makes sense. Their audience is there. Um, I just think it's interesting that, uh, and it, it makes sense to me. Is Japan too is traditionally very handheld. Like they kept the Vita alive for fucking ever. Mm-hmm. Like just Japan, um, just because there's such a booming uh, marketplace in terms of mobile devices. Uh, so that's why it did so well, like the Vita in Japan, and right. that's why the Switch is doing so well, is because they're always on the go, they're always on the train, they're always, you know, everywhere. So they um, do that tech in Japan. Yeah, that's dope, though. Evolution. So that <laughs> is where the Nintendo Switch stands in Japan. Uh, speaking of where things stand, Netflix is teasing E3 2019 game announcements. That's a big one. This is an interesting one to me, and I think it's going to have a lot of implications. Uh, So Netflix appears to have some game announcements in store, teasing appearances at E3 2019 next month. The studio will have a panel at E3 Coliseum and has dropped some uh, intriguing hints about what is what it has up its sleeve a tweet announcing the uh, coliseum panel says it will cover news about its plans in the gaming space and an attached image names the panel bringing your favorite shows to life developing netflix originals into video games similarly a twitter thread from netflix's sci-fi fantasy twitter account uh, mentioned the previous announced stranger things game adaption paired with the upcoming season three but also there's definitely more to come quote so you ever been Bandersnatched? I've heard of it. I have not done it. So I haven't done it full through. And I haven't done it full through because it's so interactive that it kind of scares me a little bit. Now, I don't mean like it scares me in the fact that I'm interacting with the TV show. Like, it's kind of weird. Like, not on that level, but it's a scary. It's um, it's a black mirror. So it's obviously like a psychological thriller. So, like, it, it, it kind of makes you feel some type of way, especially if you're the one making the choices for the show. Which I think is really cool. I don't think we're going to get too much outside of that, though, going forward with Netflix originals. Like, more Bandersnatch-esque, Stranger Things. You know, you're making the choices for those characters. Could be dope, but could be an annoying, too. Sometimes you just want to sit back and watch it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's definitely experiences, right? Like, yeah. You, if you want to go watch something, Netflix has a ton of things to watch. Or, uh, uh, like, watch. But I think the... To go watch. Sorry, my bad. And the, But the interesting thing is, is... Does it stay with the interactive experiences? Are we going to see Netflix kind of 
not now, right? But I think they're kind of feeling it out, especially with going to things like E3. Mm-hmm. Like, can we get into game streaming? Can you see Netflix Interactive going to VR? Uh, maybe. I, th- I think that's going to be really hard. That's going to be the real aggregate. Mixing VR with streaming. I think there's a lot of challenges there. I, th- I think just as many challenges, especially if you introduce like the game aspect of it. I mean, if you keep it basic, yes. I, I, de- I definitely do yeah, think Netflix will eventually, like, oh, you can plug in your VR system, right? And yeah. then you'd be able to enjoy all that stuff. But I think the most intriguing, at least for our industry, because I think a lot of that's going to be like, oh, you can watch and you can look around and things like that, kind of pseudo-interactive. But in terms of like the games part of it, um, like the, the choose-your-own-adventure or like the Until Dawn-style things that they've been doing, or... Are we gonna see Netflix start developing games? Like, I don't see Netflix developing games. Like, I think, I mean, it's it's obviously possible, but like, I don't under like, are we gonna see Netflix come up with the first party like like a shooter? Like, what are we what are we talking about here? Like, another yeah. like Life is Strange type of game where you just make choices. I mean, I guess that'd be cool, but well, that but like, yeah, I mean, look at Stadia. Like, look at what Stadia is kind of laying out. Like, I could see Netflix trying to diversify their portfolio, be able to make more profit, and then if they push out games that are as high quality as their productions and as solid as their productions, like, I could see them trying to really cement that. Because right now we're in the wild, wild west in terms of uh, game game streaming. Stadia concepts. Exactly. So I, I think this is kind of them filling out the games industry. Like, okay, do we fit? Where do we fit? How can we fit? If and, and then think about it. Go ahead. It, it. Imagine streaming something right off the a smart TV app, or even having that Netflix app where you can play games on your PS4, right? So now it's not even a thing of exclusivity, like you can only play it here, right? But now, cool, I bought a PS4, I buy those games, and then now Netflix has some original shit on their games. So now, now, now they're benefiting off everybody because it's on Switch and Xbox and then the, the smart TVs. Right now they can be everywhere and then still hold constant exclusivity like you see with like PlayStation things like that's, that. Uh, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good point. Um, that, that push that Netflix is making for that Stadia mindset, um, I think that's good. I mean, it's, I'm happy to see more companies jumping on on board with that type of concept, where it's streaming the games instead of just releasing that console. Do you think? It's gonna work still, though. No, I like I said, we've talked about Stadia like at nauseum, just in terms of like what I think about it and what problems I think it has with it. But I definitely see. I mean, you see like companies like Amazon when they were starting out, they started taking shots in the dark, just mm-hmm. in terms of like, oh, let's try tablets. Oh, let's uh, move away from books. Let's try this. Uh, let's try this. Let's try this. Let's try this. And then they tried all these different things. Some of them didn't work. Some of them did work. And then they kind of got their niche to be able to make more money and more money to support the core business, which was Amazon.com mm-hmm. and then Amazon video streaming and then Whole Foods. And then they're doing stores now. Right. And then now now they're that kind of they always like branch off. Right. But Amazon is such a diverse portfolio that eventually started making money. I don't know if you remember this, but like four years ago, Amazon was not making money. They weren't making a dime. Um, and then they started to be able to actually turn a profit and starting to get into black and then positive in terms of profit. Right. Um, so I think Netflix is kind of in that same situation. I don't know how long they're able to maintain just because the cost of productions, the cost of licenses. I was having a conversation uh, today about this with my buddy that I don't think Netflix is actually making any real, real money right now. I mean, we kind of did the math. It is a billion and almost $2 billion that they make right. a month. Uh, with the new Disney Plus, that's, that number is definitely going to get shorter. So you yeah. think they're just trying to make this push or this announcement to kind of, you know, keep the audience like, hey, 
just because we're losing this, we're still going to have more to offer you than just exactly. these Disney and Marvel shows. Now we got Exactly. And then a 2 billion sounds like a lot, right? But I mean, if you look at it the, with their productions and uh, their in-house stuff and their equipment for their productions and then the, the staffing for the productions and then the staffing for Netflix proper and then the licenses for things like fucking friends are not cheap and all these other licenses that they have on there. And then um, the, the comedians, what they pay comedians like to do specials, oh. like certain like, right. There's a lot yeah. in that. So 2 billion winds down real fast. And then on top of that, and then now you have to pay for like uh, the, you're you're paying for like the actual streaming services. You're streaming in 4K, so that takes a lot more money. And then um, there's a lot of like back end shit that people don't think about. So I, I would be interested to see how much money Netflix is actually making. And then this would be a good way to kind of diversify their portfolio into hey, c- can we get into games? Is this something I can we see can a partnership do? coming from Netflix soon? Partnership with some other maybe Google. Google and Netflix partner up. Yeah, but even then, Google's trying to do their own thing. I could see Netflix being like, pull pull like an Amazon and be like, hey, we want to do this, do this ourselves. Like we want to get into this ourselves. I believe it because that's where the Netflix money is, is really right? popping right now. And they can definitely keep an audience. I can say that. So it'd be interesting, especially with the uh, Disney Plus on on the horizon. I'm really interested to see how this turns out and how it shakes out. And, and yeah. What they do, because I think that would be a smart move, but at the same time, they got to figure out the game streaming thing, which is what Google is going to be encountering with problems. Yeah. I, I want to say, you know, interesting number would be to see how many of Netflix's users are actually on console, because I think maybe that's why they're making this push, because they probably see a drastic number of those listeners or those watchers, I would say, on like Xbox, they're on PS4, they're... I'm sure they have that data somewhere. I mean, I, I don't, I don't see what other reason to make something like this happen if you don't have someone already on that. You know what I mean? That yeah. console, that base, that foundation. Like off the Wii, still off the Wii. Netflix is still on the Wii. Like maybe they're trying to, you know, still make things for those type of game consoles. It's true. People still use. People still got the, the Wii's Wii in the back. Netflix, and that's the same thing. My I, sister I still uses it. I saw. <laughs> that's how I know it's a thing. With the boop, 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 boop. And so you're trying to fucking oh, select so the beautiful. thing. God damn it. Um, <laughs> no, I remember um, I saw a picture on Twitter because I remember my grandma doing this as well. But uh, it was like a little t- t- one, like 19-inch TV on top of a uh, PS2 for a DVD player. And she just knows it as a DVD player. And, and I know not people like system, that. It's yeah. just a DVD player. That, and I was like, fuck, that's so real because my grandma did the same shit. Like she didn't even knew to play games. Yeah, one of my girlfriend's friends has a PS3 that's only for movies. That's crazy. And that's why I'm saying the Switch is the next best thing because, you know, you can just stream it all there and it's handheld. Put more streaming on the ne- on the Switch. Not on Netflix, but on Switch. <laughs> well, speaking of E3, I just kind of wanted to go over this just because uh, I thought it was interesting. The E3 group announces new leadership after report of disarray at the organization. Uh, so basically the ESA, the Entertainment uh Software Association um, kind of heads up all like the gaming sectors just in terms of like overseeing kind of like the right. managerial side of things um, with the rating and everything as well. Um, they're kind of like the, the people who organize everything essentially yeah, in yeah. terms of the events. And then also like they're also the ones in direct co- communication with like the government like and things like that about the industry, state of the industry, things like that. Um, but it's interesting because uh, they had an old uh, president 
there who apparently was terrible. He it was just in disarray. Um, let me find it. Uh, so is it Pierre? Some quotes on him. Yeah, was uh, let me find the exact name here. I'm so sorry about that. Full time. I need you to demand. You say what? Former. Never mind. I found it. Michael Gallagher uh, is taking a. a uh, is taking leadership of the ESA effective immediately, taking over Stanley Pierre Louise. Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially, I'll just call him Stanley. Good old Stanley. Call him, it's call him French. Call him Stan, Stan if you will. Stan. All right. So Stan was uh, quoted to be uh, very difficult to work with. Um, he was toxic environment rife with internal politics, witch hunts, and infighting. Uh, very, uh, I already said that manipulative, moody, and sometimes nasty, and uh, vicious, belittling, and sent be- vicious, belittling emails to employees. Um, so essentially, <laughs> when this guy was in charge, ESA was in disarray. E three was a mess just in terms of the the, the organization and everything. Pax was eventually going to take it out over at one point. The people organized uh, Paxes, like yeah. uh, the Paxes, Pax West. Um, and it just didn't happen. Uh, he wasn't a very fun person to work with from this article. I'm not going to read the full article just because it's something I wanted to breeze over, but I do think it's interesting that either, uh, E3 is getting a little more leadership and I think they need that right now, especially with people flooding out of E3 yep. in terms of like doing their own Sony things. Op- uh, Sony, out. EA, all like everyone. EA opt out. Oh, EA oh, yeah, they, out. They, they were the originators of that Yeah, the years ago. So it, it's going to be interesting on seeing how this new leadership can kind of save E3 uh, because I do think E3 is very important. I know people hate working it and they, they, they have nothing but bad things to say in terms of like working it, but it is an experience and it is something that I think is so vital to our industry and I love the hype around E3. So I want to see it stay um, and I hope this new leadership just a heads up. This is the, this is happening, right? This is something that is going on in our industry. Um, new leadership, uh, we're going to see E3 uh, probably restructure. I think this is going to be its last gasp of air. And if it can get it, I think it will survive. But if it doesn't, I definitely see E3 Damn. going under. Last E3? Maybe. Maybe. We'll see how so. uh, Michael does. What's his name? Michael Gallagher. Gallagher. Last but name from our favorite hit show, Shameless, on Netflix. Check it out. Uh, great show. Uh. This was just a quote for him too um, He says I look forward to leading the ESA And advocating for the industry With a strong voice and a clear vision So there you go Alright well, that, I mean, Like I said th- That's that on that I, I just think it's inter- uh, People should know um, I do think it's interesting that there was a lot of uh, Infighting and politics inside the ESA um, Hopefully there's a better environment Hopefully it goes good Like I said I want to see E3 survive So I think that's vital to uh, their survival E3 is definitely something I want to experience before it goes away. I hope it stays around long enough for me to get there. We will, baby boo. With your support, like, subscribe, and share. <laughs> Please, God. It's not a joke. Like, subscribe, subscribe and share now. Damn it. Uh, so, another interesting article I want to kind of breeze over to. Uh, why there is no Until Dawn 2. So, uh, Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, so Supermassive CEO and executive producer Pete Samuels told Game Informer, uh, said the team that wants to tell new stories, and it's uh, doing just that with the new Man of the Median. Uh, median? 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 Median. Median. There's no I. It's Median. I thought it was a different name of that game. I thought it was like, never mind. I'll fucking move past it. <laughs> Thank you. God damn it, Andreas. <laughs> I realize why I handed off the hosting duties to you, just in terms of the reading shit. 
Yeah. Um, can't read. <laughs> uh, and it's doing just that with uh, Man of the Median, uh, which is part of the multi-title Dark Pictures Anthology. Uh, after Until Dawn, this is a quote, uh, after Until Dawn, many sta- uh, started to request a sequel, and it still happens today. So we know there's a fan base that likes uh, this kind of thing, he says. Uh, a lot of it is our desire to serve the fan base from our perspective and serve us uh, ourselves in what we do and love to do, which is do more stories and characters and do it more frequently than one or two every year, he added. So essentially, and he goes on to say, too, like uh, they want to tell new stories, uh, you're not tied to his because he like that he he likes that they're not tied to historical characters that you have to see. He wants to tell this man wants to tell new stories. I he liked shot. Until Dawn because of that. Like I was able to grasp onto a character and make my choices based off that one character. Like I played Until Dawn, Until Dawn the first one probably like three times, and I kind of focused on one character mainly. And I had like a couple couple of the endings were the same because sometimes you just can't save that character no matter what you do. Um, but I had one different ending where no one died, which was pretty cool. But I never got that one. You never got that one? No. I had to work I, real hard for that I, one. I always went like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go back and play it. But I never do. It was always one of that thing um, at the time. Uh, my it's not ex- that long of a game. Yeah, I know. It was very short. Um, but that's what I liked about it. Me and my uh, ex-girlfriend um, were would like go and we'd sit down and we'd play it together yeah. like at night for like an hour or two and then the next day we'd pick up where we were off and that was my experience with it and i fucking loved it i thought it was phenomenal yeah um but outside that i just kind of left it like i wanted to go back i love the experience i wanted to get the other endings but i kind of just left it at that experience and i'm kind of okay with that like it was a phenomenal game and i love my done. time with it but I didn't really have like the 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 itch to like go back and like continue like playing out these other stories and see who lives and who dies. I kind of liked it. That I was like, well, that was the story. Like that was my story. That was the one I got. I mean, it's always that. I haven't even looked it up feel? on like YouTube. You looked up anything? No, for I haven't it? looked up like other endings or anything. Like I just kind of left it there, and I kind of like that I did that. But at the same time, I'm like, fuck, I want that platinum. So what you're saying? I is, want that platy, Keyshawn. What you're saying is developers are wasting their time. Spending all this time into all these characters for, for you to play it once. Oh, did you play it? I played it three times. Okay, cool. You so let me borrow people it. do it. That's <laughs> oh, why I got to do it. Because you got to do it. I don't. You got to do it. I loved exactly what they did, and I want a sequel. I do. Okay. But uh, it's to me, it's kind of a bummer just because it's like I, I really <laughs> do want a sequel, and I really do want to play it until Dawn 2. I don't think those characters are done. Um, in terms of their, or maybe even if it wasn't the same characters, right? Even maybe if it was just another scenario and they just called it until dawn. Right. And, uh, it was a, it's just like a franchise essentially, but like different characters, different story. But I really love the people who were in that. Um, they got my girl, Hayden Panettiere. Mm-hmm. She was in that bitch. She was until dawn one? Yeah. I don't know which character she was. The blonde one. The, oh, the, the sexy blonde like one? The, I mean, they were both sexy, but yeah. the, the, like that main one. Like not the like ditzy one, not the one who gets fucked by the frat bro. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah that okay. One. I like that one. I like the frat bro. There's only one black guy there. I had to play his story out. He died. There's no saving <laughs> him. There's no saving him. He's dead first three minutes of the game. Yeah, you just can't save him. I tried. I really tried. And the everybody survives ending. He's the only one who doesn't survive. Yep. <laughs> Somehow he still makes it. <laughs> he finds his way to fucking die still. Um. No, you get to the very end where everybody survives and he just dies. He just like, you couldn't even control it. <laughs> he just walks it off a cliff. Part, it was built into it. You can't make him survive. It's just, eh, no. 
Um, but yeah, so interesting. I want to see Undel Tondu, uh, but I respect their uh, decision. Like obviously, uh, like us at Chipsy Gaming, when you want to do our own things and you want to make the content we want to make content. Yeah, that creative freedom. Make, so they want to make the content they want to make. That creative freedom, especially with that series or that type of genre. Moving on, Days Gone outperforms God of War in Japanese debate. So, Zombie Adventure Days Gone enjoys a strong debate in the PlayStation home mar- PlayStation's home market of Japan, outselling one of the PS4's biggest hits. Data from Famitsu, translated by uh, Gumatsu, shows the game sold 1,419 box copies in its opening week from April 22 to April 28th. Push Square observes that God of War only managed 46,091 units in its opening week last year. Days Gone is only just short of outperforming 2017's Horizon Zero Dawn, which debated with 100,016 997 sales in Japan. Uh, the site notes that the previous game's figures are from Media Create rather than Famitsu, so there might be slight discrepancies. And as always, Famitsu only accounts for physical copies, so the sales will be higher when digital is included. Days Gone also debated at number one in the UK and held onto top of the charts for a second week, running due to a quiet week with few new releases. Um. Japanese, they love their zombies. That's all I gotta say. They do yeah, love they, their zombies. They love They're their big zombies. fans of the zombies. So it's not surprising to see this game, especially where I guess it's really repetitive and you're doing with a lot of zombies. And I'm pretty sure there's multiple ways to really interact with those zombies in the game. I haven't played it yet. Yeah. Um, but I can definitely see why this game is so big. And God of War is mostly a North American thing. Um, Americans love God of War. Well, Kratos. I think Europe too. You're, God of War is pretty big in Europe too, especially because of the the mythology. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense perfectly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just surprised. Like, that seems like a low number for God of War. Yeah, it's almost like Japan just didn't even buy it. They don't fuck with it. <laughs> they do not fuck with it. They'll fuck with the Vita, though. They do not fuck with God of War. They fuck with Horizon Zero Dawn. You know, they like the... That makes a little more sense to me. Run Super high tech, right? It's kind of like End Monster Hunter-ish. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can see it. A lot better, though. A lot better gameplay. The Monster Hunter. Interesting story. We getting some DLC coming. You know, we in the snow. Oh God, fucking snow. Monster Hunter. I don't play it. Interesting bit of news. Like I said, I like the numbers. I'm in the hosting seat, so I get to pick the news. Um, <laughs> I like to talk about that. Number man. <clears throat> Moving on. Uh, this was actually some interesting shit. I like to talk about just because uh, I like drama. I do. What up? Uh, Claptrap voice actor issues Randy Pitchford uh, accuses Randy Pitchford of assault amid pay dispute. For those of you who don't know, Randy Pitchford is the CEO and president, or yeah, CEO and president of Gearbox Studios, the developers behind Board Gearbox. Or yeah, the ge- cool developers are Gearbox. Yeah, I know. I fucked up. <laughs> the the developers behind Borderlands. Borderlands. Uh, so more controversy has arisen around Borderlands 3 after it's revealed uh, that one of the original voice actors is not only missing from the cast, but was allegedly assaulted by Gearbox CEO Randy Pitchford. David Eddings, who played Claptrap, which was one of the, probably the most iconic characters in uh, the Borderlands series, uh, in the original games claimed Pitchford physically assaulted me in the lobby of the Marriott Marquis at GDC 2017. The accusation emerged during a disagreement over pay over Twitter. Last week, Eddings explained why he is not reprising his role for Borderlands 3. U.S. Gamer reports, having previously performed for free in a 
addition to his role leading business at Gearbox, he said, For the first time, I insisted on getting paid for my performance, and all of a sudden, they couldn't afford me. Pitchford, meanwhile, claims Eddings refused the job after being offered twice the uh, going uh, going union rate for voice acting and offer the CEO deemed generous. He added that Eddings is bitter and disgruntled about the termination as an employee back in March 2017, the same month that Claptrap actor claims the assault took place. In a uh, in a late Twitter uh, later Twitter thread, Eddings said, "I was fine moving on after Gearbox, but when my former boss starts mouthing off about various aspects of my employment, including how highly compensated I was and how generous he is, I feel obligated to correct the record." Eddings said uh, he was willing to put the differences aside and do something cool for the Borderlands fans. Ultimately, offering to do Borderlands Three for free if Gearbox paid him royalties and Pitchford apologized for the assault. Uh, it appears Gearbox did not take him up on his offer. Pitchford has become quite a controversial figure in the recent months with former Gearbox lawyer Wade Collider fil- filing a lawsuit against him earlier this year. We're almost done. <laughs> you good. Maybe not. <laughs> uh, essentially, I'll, ju- I'll just kind of summarize the rest for it. So, Thank uh, you. Yeah, no problem. So, whose side are you on, though? Eddings or Randy Pitchford? Like, I mean, so here's the deal with Pitchford. Uh, Pitchford, he seems like a fine guy. Um, he's very hot-headed from what I've seen and from what I've read and past stories, too, because this is not the first time. So at the end of this article, they actually uh, talk about how um, he's getting sued by one of his co- like one of the people who co-created the studio, his like old partner, essentially, um, just because uh, he essentially ousted the old guy. Uh, so... Let me see if I can find that. What's the um? Who's the creator of Facebook again? I forgot his name. Uh, Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. So Randy Pitchford had the Mark Zuckerberg, this other dude in the past. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. know. So that I, I, so like the, I mean that, that was the that was like the accusations. Uh, I again I, I'm not I'm not completely clear on what went down. All I know is he's suing him for some kind of pay. Yeah. Some kind of uh, compensation. Um, I'm not entirely sure what went on there. Um, I thought it was in the article. I don't think it is. Um, but essentially, Randy Pitchford is an odd duck. If I've ever met one. You know what I mean, Keyshawn? He does magic. Ne- this is what he I say. He does magic. This is what I say. Never <laughs> fucking trust the musician. Or I'm not a musician. Magician. magician. Why won't you trust them? They're a magician. Why don't you? Why can't you trust magicians? I They're can't fuck with that, bro. You don't trust magic? No. I don't trust people who do magic. Why not? That's they're their magical. career. That's what they're passionate about. That's, they're magical. Uh, they're not. The art of, you know, showing you something over here and then it's over here. You know what I mean? That's not magical. It is magical. Uh, he's a, a grown adult and he's doing magic. <laughs> he's a grown adult. <laughs> this is not like a three-year-old who just got like uh, his uh, Al- Alakazam magic set. I mean. He's a grown-ass adult who, during a Borderlands event, uh, reveal event, did magic on stage. What that have to do with Borderlands? What'd he Who the fuck cares? He what'd he did he do? It. He wowed the crowd. Did he? <laughs> I'm pretty sure everybody was fed up at that point. But look. Maybe if he put a little more time in terms of getting that uh, that video player working during the Borderlands 3 event, instead of Try this fill cool time. magic trick. Fill time. It wasn't fill time. That was, that was scheduled. That wasn't like, <laughs> oh, why they get this up? That was like, oh, before they get I'm that up. I'm trying to save Randy so bad. Yeah, I'm just trying just, to save him. I don't trust magicians. That's what I'm getting at. But uh, he's he's kind of a hothead, um, and I I gotta say I believe uh, what's his Eddings. name Eddings yeah I I believe Eddings I believe Eddings too 
because I'm, I have that same type of feel like, okay, I'm over it. Like I did it for free. He said, um, you know, I, I just want to eat a little bit, but I guess I can't eat. So it is what it is. And then like Randy Pitchford just starts talking all this shit on Twitter. And then like How Edding's all like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, Randy? I, I so think I that's get it. classic in, in terms of the, that type of personality Randy has. You do see that. And like you, you kind of Trumpy is and not to compare him to Trump, but like just in terms of like. We all know that guy coming up with that. Like, Oh, I'm so generous. I'm so this, I'm so that. And it's like, yeah, but where were you at when I just asked for royalties and apology? Like, Oh, you're such a good guy. But like, you know, so I I don't think he has really any reason to lie at all. Like this editing is just going to be kind of fine. And, um, this kind of sounds like he has no reason to kind of make that shit up. um, He wasn't suing him. Like, no. that's the thing. He's not suing that's him. That's what I'm saying. Edding didn't even care. Yeah. He was like, fuck this, but if you're going to run your mouth on Twitter, yeah. well, let's fucking set the record straight, you motherfucker. I can't even, like, there's no reason, like, automatically, Eddings has my side. Automatically. Just off of who Randy is and how he's coming at this this controversy over his, his voice acting and not getting paid, and then Randy's all, like, mouth, mouthing off on Twitter. I agree with Eddings. Yeah. I'm on his hey. side. And, uh, I mean, the fans were going to ask that. Like, why isn't it, like, Claptrap, Claptrap, like, the booty? Didn't no. Troy Baker pull out, too? He's not an actor anymore? Is he? I don't fucking know. I, I thought he I, pulled out. I'm not out. entirely sure. Maybe. And, like I said, Randy Pitchford is not very liked in the game industry right now. Right. He used to be really loved. Um, but, is yeah, he's just, yeah, it's the fucking magic, man, when <laughs> he started taking up uh, the magic. Fucking Randy, never trust a magician. So, I just think this is an interesting uh, article just because it is. I, it's drama. I just like drama. I'm just gonna be real. I'm gonna keep a hundred. Keep a buck fifty with you. It's because you're white, and nosy. No, I but I do think it's interesting. <laughs> like all the shit, and it is the yeah. Uh, Randy, yeah, I watched a really good uh, video by Jim Sterling, um, just talking about fucking what an asshole Randy Pitchford is, and yeah, I mean, I, I kind of send me that. Yeah, I will. I think I dropped it. I did drop another. No, you check. didn't. Nobody watches my shit though. Nobody I watched it. I, I read right. your Everybody ignores me. Everybody ignores me. Oh my god, Mikey good, tries to act like he's not loved. Did you like watch that video loved. though? What video? The Jim, the Jim uh, Sterling one. No, I didn't see it. Oh, I just said oh, send it in the group me. chat. I didn't so look I at did it when he dropped it. Okay, damn. I gotta look at the group <laughs> chat every time he sends something. <laughs> and lastly, our last big piece of news. Big piece of news big news drop today Bum-ba-ba. and when i put this on there originally wasn't anything beyond like the first like sentence that i'm about to say and then uh, now we got a little bit more detail on what they're doing sony and microsoft partner for uh, for cloud my god slash ai innovations what does this mean for us though mikey what, like, me, what does that mean to you let me tell you a little bit something about this so today a little bit, a little bit. microsoft and sony announced that they are forming a strategic partnership with one another collaborating on cloud services and ai technology the two companies will t- together uh w- sorry work together on a number of technologies and solutions largely focused on microsoft azure's cloud services this will include uh, looking into ways azure could be used with sony's existing streaming services both for games and other content azure the Pair will also look into approving AI technologies. Who the fuck cares for customers working together <laughs> on intelligent image sensing technology and incorporating the work Microsoft has already done with Azure on both AI and cloud, Azure. as well as Sony's. That's not how you say it. It is Azure. No, it's, it's wrong. Sony's understanding of image sensing uh, sensors and semiconductors. For many years, Sony. Uh, for my, for many years, Microsoft has been a key business partner for us. Though, as of course, the two companies have always been in competing 
competing in some areas. That's Sony CEO uh, Yoshida. I believe that our joint development for uh, cloud solutions will contribute greatly to the advancements of interactive content. Additionally, I hope that there are some areas of semiconductors and AI leveraging each other's company's cutting-edge technology in mutually complementary way will lead the creation of a new value for society. And Steve, I'm trying to so go it, I feel like they're definitely moving towards more VR. Trying to get that down, trying to compete with Oculus, maybe, uh, with the image censoring. Well, I mean, Sony Sony's known for the cameras, like they're right. in that in kind of entertainment business where Microsoft is not. Um, and you've seen Microsoft has played with cameras though. Yeah, but you've seen them try to dabble in it. Remember Xbox One? Yeah, when they launched, and they completely failed at being like an entertainment platform where Sony could be a little bit more successful in that area. Mm-hmm. Just because they know what they're doing. Everybody on Netflix, every Netflix original is shot on a Sony camera. Um, so they have a little bit more experience. Um, another quote from this is Sony has always been a leader in both entertainment and technology and the collaboration we announced today builds the history of innovation said, uh, Nadelli, Microsoft CEO, our partnership brings the power of Azra and Azra AI to Sony to deliver new gaming and entertainment experiences for customers. Essentially what I'm getting from this is I think this is largely going to be gaming. Um, but I also think Microsoft's going to get a little something back in terms of, um, not, uh, in terms of like entertainment. I think Sony's going to help out with kind of building their entertainment sector. Why Microsoft kind of helps them build a streaming platform for games. And I think they're going to kind of be in partnership on this thing. I think that they saw Stadia, they saw the reaction and they saw that they could do it better. And they saw that they could have the content if they kind of just join heads because Sony does have, um, a streaming service. I forgot what it was called. Fuck, what was it called? Gaikai. Uh, they bought Gaikai back in like 2012 when they were hemorrhaging money. Like everybody thought Sony was going to go under in 2012. Right, right. Um, and they bought them for like a billion, like uh, like I think it was like a billion dollars for the streaming. It was uh, Gaikai and OnLive were the two big ones at the time. Um, and then they bought Gaikai for like game streaming. And then you saw that implemented in the PlayStation Now. It doesn't really work. Whereas I think Microsoft's kind of knowledge of like software and streaming like that, I think can really help Sony into building a platform. And I think Sony's prowess in terms of image sensing and um, entertainment, their entertainment sector can really help out Microsoft. So this is like Sony and Microsoft first official like partnership, like publicly, right? Yeah. I mean, there's been times in the past where like PlayStation's used the Microsoft chip. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure like equipment wise, they probably, you know, mix and match like, let me use this Microsoft product with our Sony, you know what I'm saying? To build something. But it kind of makes me feel like, like Sony and Microsoft are kind of scared of Stadia, like as far as what it could do and going forward to what it is. Um, they just really go Kung Vegeta fucking fused to take down this boss battle, which is Stadia. And that makes me feel like Stadia would actually be the shit, but we don't know if it works. I mean, I'm pretty sure Google's still trying to work well, on the kinks. Well, even it works, what's it have, right? So if you have two, If it works, it has a lot. No, no, but what games does it have, right? That's true. So that's the thing. So if you have two platforms that work, one that's a Sony, Microsoft, probably Nintendo joint, I could definitely yeah. see it, but that's the thing. It's Sony, so I don't know if they do that with Nintendo. I'm surprised they're doing it with Microsoft, but Nintendo and Sony have a little bit more of a... And it speaks blood, a lot on Sony blood in the for them to do this. 
Yeah, well, that's the thing, especially because like things like crossplay have been such a fucking tug of war with them and Microsoft. But like Nintendo, if they were to get involved, because Microsoft and Nintendo kind of, I, I, yeah, I, I, I could have like saw this happening with Microsoft and Nintendo. Nintendo usually follows suits with Microsoft. Yeah, but here's the thing though: there's more blood in the water in terms of Sony and Nintendo than there is Sony and Microsoft. Like a lot more blood. Um, and since it, they're both Japanese companies, they're very, very valued just in terms of like. They yeah. they have a lot of honor in what they do, whereas <laughs> Nintendo fucked Sony back in the day. Yeah, like fucked. It, like we were supposed to have the Nintendo PlayStation, and it didn't happen. Ooh. Yeah, and because uh, right when they were like, "Oh, we're getting ready for this thing at CES," Nintendo went up there and was like, "Yeah, we're working with Philips now." Damn. Didn't even tell Sony like that. Yeah, so there, there's a lot more blood in the water in terms of those two companies, but as of what we have right now. If they were able to make an entertainment platform, right? Sony Pictures, like kind of like what we were saying with Nintendo, right? Right. You have games and you have entertainment all in the same place. Original content, blah 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 blah. And then you have the power of Microsoft, right, through their software and their um their their engineering, which is significantly better than Sony. So Sony's always been shit with like a like interfaces and software and shit like that. Hardware, they're usually pretty good. With their TVs, you see it with the PlayStation, you see it with all this, right? But in terms of like software and engineering, Sony's not always been like top. Whereas I think combining these forces, can you imagine a day where you can log in either through your PSN or your Xbox uh, live account onto this new streaming platform that they sell this little box for, mm-hmm. and you can stream off that, or you can. If you already have a PlayStation, you can stream off that as well, and you can play Halo on your PlayStation. Or you could play. I don't think again, it'll this, go that far. This though. is this is farther, right? This is farther down the line. But I think right now, I don't know what they would be working on. You're definitely going to get a limited source of anything they're going to do. Well, um, th- that's gaming wise. I, I don't know because I think this is a direct direct response to Stadia, and of course, what it has doing. to be. Yeah. So that means if they're doing this, it's not like it's going to be like, all right, Sony, here's your we built your platform for you. Now go use it against us. No, so. Th- I mean, this is the, the eventually we're going to get those cross-play games. You're going to get those, you know, oh, yeah, Sony no, and this. I'm not saying like right now. I'm not saying like right out of the gate it's going to be like crazy, crazy. But I do see it as them being like, look, we'll have our PlayStation, you know, have your Xbox, and we'll have like a join little device. Um, but if you want to do streaming, you can now get everything. And I think that's going to be the game changer because it's like no longer Xbox or PlayStation. You can buy this little device and you can play xbox and playstation on the same place and have an entertainment sector to that as well on top of if you don't which i think this is where stadia fucked up well if you don't have access to that kind of internet speed well just buy a playstation or just buy an xbox so now they're benefiting everybody because now it's like those people in the rural areas don't get fucked now if they just like playstation they they can buy the playstation 5 that's right, and they they can they can uh, get the games that they want on it, and with physical media, and not have to worry about streaming. But also, let's say they they end up doing getting internet right, the really fat high speed internet. Now they could just download that app right there on their PlayStation, and then now they could be part of it too. I I can't even like rebuttal that. Like you're right, it's definitely that the opportunity is definitely there. It looks like they're really trying to pick up what Google missed on that announcement as far as like the audience. This this collaboration is definitely going to pick up on those little people that, like you said, in the rural areas that don't really have the internet speed. They're just going to be able to pick up this new combo wombo device, 
and hop back in with everyone else. Well, that, that the combo device, and again, that's all theoretical. This is all kind of speculation. There's no right. device announced. could just be an app. Who knows? But at the same time, they could still have a PlayStation and an Xbox and still have that benefit each company, right? But then they can also have this kind of combo collaboration streaming system, which we will eventually move into. And mm-hmm. if that happens this upcoming generation, PS5, Xbox, fucking whatever they're going to call it, um, if that happens... That means that's the last generation of games, like uh, game consoles, traditional game consoles. I think if that happens and they're like, "Look, we're gonna we're gonna kind of work on this thing and do this thing," I think next generation it's gonna be like, "Here's our play box or whatever the fuck they're gonna call it." <laughs> Project X, and you can get all your Sony first party, all your Microsoft first party. All your Nintendo first party all in one place. And then it will be streaming services. So it'll be like, it's choose our streaming service, which all these companies are on, versus Stadia, versus Netflix. And then now you drown out the competition. Now they die, and then you guys reap all the reward. So you're saying we're eventually going to get rid of hardware, console. I think if that happens, I think if this goes down how I think it's going to go down, where it's like, hey, this is Sony, this is Microsoft, we're going to make this streaming service together you can still buy an xbox you can still buy a playstation that means the next generation i think they're gonna just be like it's all in one place and you don't have to worry about it but but what about the first party games and the, there would be no value into that individual like sony wouldn't really have as much value as they have if they would have just i i have don't, this I don't think that's necessarily true and I know a lot of people don't like this idea but change is good like change is coming like, I if, like if this happens because i don't know what this is uh, I've read this article a bunch of times. I don't know what this is. I, I don't know what they're trying That's to true. do. I don't know. It does specifically mention gaming. It doesn't say Xbox or PlayStation, but it does say gaming and entertainment. So I have an AI. I have no idea what this is or what they're trying to do. I do think it's interesting, though, that it does come so soon after the Stadia event. And I do think it's interesting that this is happening at all. And then they're mentioning gaming. If this was just like, oh, AI and shit like that, right? I think I, Sony I think, has their I think own I'd agenda. I'd be like, okay, that's weird. But I think it being specifically saying gaming and entertainment, I think this is a game changer in terms of how our industry is going to look 10 years from now. I still think Sony has their own agenda. Like, I don't think they plan to keep whatever this is um, and in Microsoft's court. We'll see. How? What's the money made? The money made for what? Where's the money made in gaming? The money made is, is in made the, in the software. Right. Not the hardware. Right. So if you think about it, now Sony is now doubling, even though they already have a huge lead right now, right? Which is why well, I'm saying last, they have an agenda. Think about it. Last generation, they weren't. They didn't have the lead. How often does a company get the lead twice in a row? How often is the company a company in the gaming industry number one in terms of a platform two years in a row? So you think Sony's just trying to save their ass? I think... Business-wise, this makes sense. Because if you think about it, they make a streaming software or a streaming platform, right? Okay, Sony pumps out games, Xbox pumps out games, Nintendo pumps out games, right? What it does is each percentage of each game is now just a little bit taken and put back into the platform, right? But Sony gets 95% of the game profits for them from their studios. Right. Nintendo gets 95% of their profit and then five percent into the like the streaming platform and then same with microsoft right and then third parties that want to publish they take 10 percent or 15 percent 
and then the rest goes to that that publisher. So you think they're doing it to put the power back in the studios and developers? Oh yeah, think about it. That's where the money's at, right? So huh? now Sony doesn't have to worry about really updates. Doesn't really have to worry about new consoles, new hardware, things like that. They just have to worry about maintaining, which is already going back into it. They just have to worry about managing their first party developers. And then when you have someone like an EA trying to publish a game, now you can take a little bit more of their profit. Ooh. And then now you're making money like you were on the PlayStation, but now you have a bigger audience, right? So now the last of us could be played by everybody who has a Nintendo switch and Xbox only. So now you're doubling your profits on your first party games and you're still getting more profit than you were when you were just PlayStation selling those games, even though those games were incredible and only sold there. Now you're getting an even bigger fan base, which means even bigger uh, amounts of money just towards you. And then a small percentage gets taken toward the platform. So, so going that, forward, that's how I would look at it again. This is all speculation wrong. and like how we would do this. And if they were to do this, this is all speculation. This, yeah, this you're is not wrong. How I think I would operate a business. But I'm just saying going forward past this, like, yeah, we're giving the power, you know, obviously back into developers. We want our first party studios to do this and do that. But how does one keep the, their their name, the value of their, their company's name in the midst of this? Because it'll just be developers. You'll just see developers name Naughty Dog doing this on this play box, which is obviously, you know, to whichever. Like, is that, I think that's a Sony developer, right? Sony yeah. Studio? Mm-hmm. Naughty Dog? Yeah. 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 Come on. So, like, I'm just making sure you're on the same page. So... <laughs> Sony obviously will get that royalty, the, the the percentage off of that Naughty Dog game, but then what what is about Microsoft? What about Sony? It'll just be Naughty Dog. So like then uh, well, we well that's that's if we're thinking. I mean, kind of. When you start up a game, it does have PlayStation on it. Yeah. So I mean, you know, but I you doubt know, they do that off the collaboration. Why not? Why would that's I still who's show the PlayStation? Money. Yeah. If it's gonna be on a, a software made by Microsoft and Sony. Like, why would I even agree to because, just them? Because technically, PlayStation's the gaming division of Sony, and Xbox is the gaming division of Microsoft. Correct. So these are still the, the gaming divisions running this Playbox, or whatever the fuck it would be called. So, yeah, you would need to know Naughty Dog is synonymous with PlayStation. Just like you would know certain studios that make films uh, more prestigious, like Marvel, right? Mm-hmm. It's different people on it, and it's different teams working on these movies. Yeah, but, but it's still all see under Marvel. the Marvel umbrella. That's true, and it's still getting published by all these different movie theaters. That's true. So you got to kind of think it, get out of the more old school way of thinking, and that's what I would think. That's what I would do. Like I said, this is all speculation at this point, so it could all be shit. It's all just but shit. At that point, it's like cool. Now Sony's getting more profit, bigger fan base, and they're still getting that name wreck because those are their studios. Sony will still have to PlayStation as a company would still have to manage those studios. Right, mm-hmm. it's not going to be in, Microsoft's not going to be in charge of them. So there's still an incentive in terms of competition because you want your games to do better than Microsoft's games. But now it's all getting published onto the same platform. So you think that sparks the competition and driving? Tra- yeah, harder? but at the same time, there's a, a team. A there's still a team, just like in Sony Studios right now. All Sony Studios, kind, they're all very friendly in, with each other and love each other, but they still learn off each other and still try to do better than each other. And it's going to be the same thing with this where it's like, yeah, well, fuck Stadia and Netflix over here. But our platform where all the clout is at, all the clout, if those, th- if that happened, all the fucking clout would be over there. Microsoft just built up their first party studios, right? Sony has their fucking laundry list of studios. So now it's like, 
well, let's try to get better than Microsoft's. And the, but at the same time, they're like, well, fuck those guys. We're doing better than them as a platform. Hmm. Just like Steam, right? Yeah, Steam takes a certain amount of game, games profit. Percentage, right? They, the platform can take a certain amount of those profits, but the remaining money can go back to PlayStation into their first parties. That's what I would... That would In an ideal world, that's kind of how I would want to see it play out. Is kind of studio... Like uh, an umbrella studios, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo... All publishing games on this one area, but they're all in competition because you know this is a Sony production game. I wonder if Xbox is going to make what their first party is going to be doing because I want another game like that, or I want a better game like that, or I want to see what Forza is going to do and what Gran Turismo does, and blah 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 blah. Right, and it's an endless cycle of cool. Now there's a friendly, loving competition where yeah, these studios could go check out what these studios are doing, but at the same time, you you want to do better because you want your game to sell more. Well, I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you. I mean, that, that that's <laughs> that's kind of how I, what I got from this, the potential could be, right? I could see this happening. I could also see in a year this happening and being like, well, that was a thing and it just nothing ever came about it. Right. But I can also think, see three, four, five years down the line being like, fuck, this is industry changing. I can also see that too. So we will just have to see Keyshawn. I mean, that's all we can do, you know, just wait and see who fucking makes the first shot and where they shoot it. I do think it's an interesting conversation. Um, Let's get into the nasty, nasty listener questions. Listener questions. Ooh. Listener questions. <laughs> DH Canada asks, Netflix is going to E3 to talk about their shows becoming games such as Stranger Things. But uh, what if some games are revealed as TV shows? Uh, perfect spot for the Witcher trailer. Maybe more Castlevania. How about long-rumored Zelda show? What is another show you'd want? This is an interesting take. Because DH Canada is basically saying, fuck what you guys just said. Right? Fuck it. What do you say? What if they just do gaming entertainment? Non-gaming gaming entertainment. So, like... So, instead of it being um, like, oh, interactive shit or, oh... We're going to dabble in video games or we're going to make a video game. They're going, we're going to make entertainment around video games. So there is going to be a Zelda show. There's going to be an Uncharted movie. There's going to be this. There's going to be that. There's going to, they're able to pick up more shit like that and do more of an entertainment sector. I'm not really a fan of like TV shows based out of like, whether it's like, or not even TV shows, but live action things based off of like games. Like, I'm not a fan of, like, the Pokemon movie or the Sonic movie. You just like, watched Detective Pikachu. And it was, like I said, it was okay. Like, shit like that kind of ruins things for me, personally. Really? Because you're the only person I've heard say that. That's that's, that's why I said it's me, personally. Because I'm not saying it's not going to be a great idea. I'm pretty sure some people would like, like, a Halo 3 series or something so like that. Or Uncharted. Anything. Not really. Hmm. Keep it in the game. Interesting. I mean, God of War, like... TV show, I, I agree with you. Would we be dope, but like we no, don't need to make a same. fucking Uncharted movie of the same shit that we just saw, but an Uncharted TV series where it picks up in between certain shit. Right? I don't want to see the same story I've played. But then that's when you lose. Like if you really followed that story and you fucked with it, like Last of Us. Imagine them doing a Last of Us with a whole different storyline that just didn't work out. Then you'd be like, who the fuck did this? First of all, it depends on the IP and it depends on how you do it. You can fuck up anything. Obviously, I'm not saying they're gonna get it perfect if that is the way that they do it. But think about this, 
Last of the show. <laughs> right. Or a Last of Us movie. Right. That isn't Joel and Ellie. It's the world. But as a consumer, especially as a gamer that's played Last of Us, like... It doesn't take anything away from the original. It doesn't. It doesn't take anything away from it, but like it's gonna be hard to grasp it, especially if you grasp that world so strongly. It's gonna be like, what the fuck are they talking about? What do you mean uh, grasp it? It's the same exact world. But it's not gonna be based around that character, around that that, that environment. Well, why do you need those characters for story? Because that's the only story we know. Well, exactly. This gives you an awesome opportunity to tell new amazing stories if it's done right. Anything can work if it's done right. You can't just say if it's done right. Well, that, that's the thing. I think this is easy to do right. I think a Last of Us movie is easy to do right. And I think an Uncharted TV show is easy to do right as long as you have a plan. Look, we're going to do a story in between this time and this time. And that is what we're rolling with. And that's the story we want to tell. What was going on between this and this? What adventures was Nathan Drake getting into this, right? And it doesn't fuck with any of the original lore. And it's not a retelling. It's not this. It's not that, right? Um, a Crash Bandicoot show. Another fucking perfect one that I would want. I'd watch the fuck out of that. That doesn't mean you have to give me fucking... That'd be cool. Like that, an animation, that like an animated series. You have to do what... Uh, I'll tell you a perfect example of what not to do. Ratchet and Clank, the movie. Ratchet and <laughs> Clank, the movie, took all the cutscenes from Ratchet and Clank, right. put them together, and put different voice actors on them. What? I, nobody wants that. So if that's what Netflix is is going to do, no, it's not going to work and it's going to fucking fail and get the fuck out of here with that shit. But if Netflix goes, we really like the Ration Clink universe. We really like the Crash Bandicoot universe and we love the characters and they're they're funny, they're relatable, blah, blah, blah. They're like amazing characters. Right. Let's make a TV show out of it. I would have no problem with that as long as it's not copy and paste or like an uncharted movie that is the exact same shit as the first game with a rewritten script and an a, a actor that looks like nathan drake i don't want that but i do want different more unique stories told that that that's what i'm saying if done right get the right cast i'm sure you can tell a great video game version of or a live action version of any video game um that's what i'm saying they can fuck it up it's and I think it's very easy to fuck up. Yeah, I do. Like, very I think easy. I think it's easy to do and I think it's easy to fuck up. So just leave it alone, you know. No, but that's <laughs> the thing. I think there's. I think it would be cool. So me personally, DH Canada, I would want to see a Crash Bandicoot show. I think that'd be really cool, or an Uncharted TV show, uh, Netflix exclusive. I think that'd be really smart on them, and I think that would give them a very big audience as well. I think. If there were to be some type of TV show based around a game, I'd want to see some type of like, I think Forza Horizon, for example, would be a very good game to really take something out of this. This fucking guy really just said Forza Horizon. Forza. It'd be perfect. You can have anyone really cast member. You can get okay, your own little no, set of it's cars. Completely consensual, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what the fuck? Sean, what you mean? Out of all these amazing worlds and stories we have, exactly, in the it's too easy world. to fuck up. I don't want to say something like fucking Spider Man or God of War, and then they fuck it up. I just want something you can't really fuck up. Forza Horizon, you know First why? All, because it's not really much not content. A gaming story. I mean, I know I didn't mean to say Spider Man, but you can't really Go. fuck up Forza Horizon because it's not just a bunch of cars driving around a city. You can do a shit ton of that. That's you hard to fuck, fuck up. That up. You can't fuck Boring. that up. Who the fuck would watch that? Come on now. We have Fast and Furious going on for how long? It's different. Not really. 
you can really make a Fast and Furious S game with Forza. Okay, cool. Forza Horizon. Cool. Drift around the parking happened, lot, drag cool. racing through I'm the streets. I'm down for that. That'd be sick. Sure. I hate you. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> oh, man. Good question, DH Canada. Uh, ACOD asks, what does the Sony slash Microsoft partnership mean for the next-gen consoles? Will they share services? I think we already talked about that. Right? We covered that pretty good. Sorry, uh, yeah. I should have asked that. That was a long with, conversation. Yeah, yeah. I think I, we're good. I should have asked that during the, 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 the news article. I apologize. Uh, Plastic Hearts Podcast says, do you think Netflix uh, putting money into their properties as games begins an eventual future where they drop their own stadia-like streaming service? We talked about this, but that's also an interesting conversation, a different angle in terms of, okay, we got the TV show angle that DH Canada gave us. We got the angle we went, like they went hardcore making their own games. Mm-hmm. What about just producing games off their properties? Like publishing games on other platforms of their own properties. I think that's another interesting. Like as their own like Netflix, Netflix original studios, like yeah, yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. yeah, games, and it's published everywhere. Netflix original games. That'd be cool. I mean, it's always an option. Like it's potential because obviously Netflix has a lot of clout to their name. So like I would. Give it a try based off is just Netflix. Like Stranger Things or I don't even know what else is in Netflix fucking original. There's a lot of shameless. You Bird can probably even say like. fucking lady, whatever her name is. Would you play like was that a game that was like The Office? Depends. Depends on how good it is. The What's Office the could be a great game. You could do shit if it's done right. Like, that's the thing. I, I'm down to play anything as long as it looks good and you come up with something original and fun and I'm down. But like something like... Um, Bird Box or like fucking I, I don't even know <laughs> these fucking they have so many originals where but I think that's probably the worst route that they could go as far as money wise yeah. I think in terms of building on success I think making original interesting content for games being um, like making their own games with their own unique story not in a pre-existing universe really and kind of making their own being their own kind of uh, first party studio essentially whereas like the, the the DH counted a route where he talks about making entertainment around games that one's cool I'd say that's probably their second best route they can go but I think their first bet route, best route could go is being a Sony in terms of a publisher, right? Making, getting up the, all these little studios, buying up these studios, and being like, these are our Netflix studios, and they're going to make games, just games, around new stories, interesting worlds, interesting mechanics, and we're going to stream those. I just think... I think that's their best route. Their least route that they should go is this shit, where it's, let's make a Stranger Things game, or let's make a fucking... I don't even know another fucking Netflix... Uh, fucking House of Cards game... Uh, I I don't watch too much Netflix. So I don't know too much either. Um, you can say um, dear white people, but that's not really a game. You know, you can't really make that a game. <laughs> I can think of a few ways. <laughs> um, there is a uh, fucking uh, Orange is the New Black. You shanking people in I don't prison? Think, is that Netflix original? Yeah. Oh well, shit! I didn't know that, that was actually like their first one. And then uh, House of Cards, Umbrella Run- Academy, Run Away from Kevin Spacey. Right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I just think they should just take this step by step because I think as far as stepping into the gaming industry, Netflix should really do it like step by step and kind of just test, like really a little test. Like Bandersnatch was a good way. Like if they make more interactive games like that, and then I'm pretty sure like other companies like Disney Plus, Hulu, 
uh, Amazon. Probably going to step into that realm. Netflix is already going to be, you know, deep into it, mastered it. So deep into it. If Netflix can just get what they've already done and just capitalize and build on that software, um, they'd be ahead of the curve. Because they're pretty much already on every console as far as that. So I don't think they need to make their own little stadia s type of thing. Just I agree. I don't think they have to. But that's what I'm saying. I think there's a lot of interesting question marks this episode in terms of what the fuck. The, these moves are happening. Moves are being made right now in the gotta gaming make industry. moves. The gaming industry has a lot of movement right now. It's a lot of side I picking, I think. Don't know where anything's going to pan out. And I think that's what's exciting about it. Because a lot of people are just trying to pick a side on which war field they want to stand on, who they want to stand next to, and then just and roll the next five years. I think people see this as the next big space, too. Like, I mean, look at how big esports have gotten. So, like, I I, people are seeing this as a lucrative industry now. So now I think you're going to see a lot of people like Netflix, like Google, like fucking uh, this move by like Sony and Microsoft being able to bang, make money moves because they know there's money in the industry now that people are taking games seriously now. And it's not just fucking Crash Bandicoot or fucking Mario running across the screen, right? It's a lot more to it than that. Yeah, it's Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, even then, fucking Fortnite is kind of pointless, but it is very lucrative. It's esports. Yeah, exactly. So... And Serious enough there. Our last question of the day. You know who it's from? These nuts. Ya boy. <laughs> Adam Woodstra. What do you say? So he wants to talk about <clears throat> he said, What's up, players? What's up, Adam? Please talk about your studio. Nintendo Direct Mario Maker 2 and the rest of the topics above. Good luck, Compa Andres. Again, send your thoughts and prayers to Compa Andres. Uh he should be getting back from his chlamydia screening right now. So go ahead and tweet. Compa Andres. Again, that's at C O M P A A N D R E S. Uh yeah, you can't read for surely. Uh yeah. Compa Andres, tweet him and be like, Hey man, I hope everything good went good with your chlamydia screening. I hope you're okay. I hope uh you know, it's just a couple pills, it's yeah. not AIDS. Goes away within the month. Exactly. So just tweet him your thoughts and prayers. Uh he'll really appreciate it, I'm sure. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, so Adam, I don't know shit about the Mario. I didn't see shit about the Mario Maker 2. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm sorry, Adam. I'm interested. I'm not that interested in it. Uh, but as far as the new studio, we in the works. We haven't moved yet, so it's hard to really put a place on, like, where it is and what's gonna happen to it. Um, it's gonna happen either next month or the month after. It's gonna look either very similar or... We're going to get a lot more space. It really just depends. There's really no in-between. Hopefully we get a lot more we'll, space. We'll either be in the kind of same yeah, We might just turn the now. table this way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of hot dog style, we hamburger it for you guys. But um, Hopefully there's more space for like new shows. Uh, we're working on a lot of stuff right now. New shows. Hopefully we get them, you know, a better new shows, more decoration. A schedule. We're trying to figure out clips. Let us know in the comments down below. Do you want Chip2 Gaming clips on the YouTube channel or on social media only? Um, because I'm kind of in the state right now where I think it kind of cannibalizes our, our, channel. our channel. So I'm trying to find the balance of that. So let me know what you actually want in the comments down below um, on in terms of clips. But we have a lot of shows planned out in the future. Uh, we Near have... Future. Uh, we are going to be moving, so it's going to be me, you, and Tombo that are going to be moving into a spot. And uh, you're oh, oh, are we? Yeah. I'm just playing. What are you talking about? I'm just, it's a joke. It's a joke. Anyway, Sean <laughs> stresses me out with this moving shit, but I trust him. 
wholeheartedly. He's just so stressed. He's, he's gonna be okay. Uh, we're so, gonna be okay. Yeah, we we're finding a spot right now. Right. Once we get the spot, uh, I'm gonna put fucking pedal to the metal. I'm gonna get all this shit up. Uh, we're gonna, the studio is gonna look good. Um, it, so like I said, it's either gonna be similar to what we're doing now, or it's, we're gonna be in a much bigger space, which gets me a lot more room to play with, which I'm very excited about. Um, so it really just depends. But that's what's going on in terms of like our movement. That's gonna be in like the next month and a half. You'll see that, and then eventually we'll uh, do a 24 hour live stream more on that. Eventually, let me get the day. time. Let me get the space to do some extra like bullshit like that where we're just dead tired on camera I'm, I'm excited and it's gonna be things where it's now that we're together there's more shit that we can do whereas like now it's more of a drive for you it's more of a drive for tombo uh tombo's just hard to get out of the house so now that we <laughs> now that we're gonna <laughs> put we're gonna him have in, the, in house, the house he can't leave because he doesn't like go leaving yeah, the house then you're so now we can just use him for whatever that's then andreas that's a whole nother fucking thing that's andreas tombo shit he, I don't know if we're ever gonna see Andreas. We'll see, we'll see. Andreas just might just drop off. He'll he'll be here for the podcast. <laughs> we'll see how much he does. We want to do a lot more live streaming shit like that. Um, uh, have sets like I said for other other shows, and then also like the have like a standing green screen for like let's plays things like that streaming, which uh, we're all gonna have our own streaming setup. Exciting times for Chip Dude Gaming, and it's gonna be coming like I said in the next month and a half. You will be you will know you will be the first to know. Um, eventually this place. This studio here, our best studio, is going to be uh, better. Better. A hopefully. better version. Hopefully. Well, time to grow. Anything else you want to say, Hishan? It's time, 2019. Chiptooth Gaming's year. Summer 2019. Maybe 2020. Summer 2019, Chiptooth Gaming. Check us out. Crash Team Racing comes out next month. Get ready for that, Cox. <laughs> oh, my God. June 17th? Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't know. Uh, 22nd? June 22nd? Yeah. And it's around our moving date. And also, I'm very stressed because it's like I want to do stuff for it, but at the same time, I don't know how disjointed this place is going to be. So I'm finding a balance. I don't fucking know. All More I know is soon. I asked for that whole weekend off. Already? Yeah. Oh, so no matter what. Yeah, it's happening. <laughs> but I don't know in terms of content-wise. Well, Mikey's such happening. a big kid. But I'll play that shit. Guy. I'll plan on that shit in the first day. Anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> If you like this podcast, go ahead and like, subscribe down below. Leave us a comment. Join the conversation. We like conversating with you, big, beautiful bastards. Uh, you can also interact with us on Twitter. You can Twitter. follow me at Cheeks underscore Junior. You can follow Sean so nasty Stop himself. Stop following Cheeks. All right, follow me at that kid flowers. I'm tired, of, I'm tired of seeing Cheeks without a followers. He's not even that funny. Go ahead and follow Sean Flowers. <laughs> Give him that pity <laughs> follow. He needs it. Please. Um. Also, please. we have a variety of shows that go live on Chiptooth Gaming each and every week. And I mean each and every week. Uh, on Wednesdays, you can catch Couch Clash every Wednesday. Still trying to decide on a launch date, a set launch date. But if you check Wednesday, it will eventually be there. And then also, Mondays, we have Old Games Old goes live 9 a.m. every other Monday, bi-weekly. Uh, and lastly, you can join our Facebook group, like our Facebook page, and check this out. What's this right here? I just said it. Old game, old. old you can wear that old. old game's old on your chest. You can wear a Tombow Vlog shirt. You can wear a completely consensual shirt, a completely consensual all over big, beautiful hoodie. We got stickers. I actually have some stickers. I always mean to like show them on camera. We got stickers on that bitch. We got merch. Merch. A Tombow Vlogs hoodie. Merch. We got the CTG team shirt. We got a lot of stuff. So go check that out right now. 
that is uh, I mean, it links down in the description down below, but I'll also say it. I know you guys give me shit, but it is teespring.com forward slash stores slash CT gaming. And I, I just ask everyone to give us feedback. Even if you don't buy it, just look at it and give feedback. All right. Feedback is a gift. And that's just one thing outside of liking and sharing our videos that you could do for us. Okay. So just give us some feedback. That's that's the least I'm asking for. Please, pretty please. Yeah, a hundred percent. If you're if you actually actively watch this to the end every week, uh, we want to make shit for you. So let us know what you want to see on the store. I made that hoodie for me, to be honest. Yeah, we can't know what you want if you don't talk to us. So just talk to us, and we'll talk to you. I want to see what you guys. And I'll make it. I'll make it work. Um, make it work. But let's see what you guys want. I know this uh, t-shirt is brought to you by Eli and uh, Noah. They actually. Kind of can't they? They're like we want a beast baseball tee style, and this is what I came up with, closest I could get. I know I, I came up with a more retro. It's not really a baseball tee, but you it's know, retro. <laughs> I, I I meant like the sleeves being different. Oh, but we'll see. Things are coming, so leave us some feedback there. And until next time, players, we are Chip Tooth Gaming, and you're watching completely consensual. That's our theme song. You know the little song that plays before completely. I don't even know how our theme song goes. That's not how it goes. That's not how they do it. Uh, I'm gonna cut right here. That's the end.